good, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> we just did that. So many times. Because it was not going right. But... We were just screaming at you. We were. It's because we have a new interface because... We broke the last one, so yeah. we needed a new one, and we're still figuring it out. We're like back to week one yeah. when we couldn't figure out the audio. If you follow us on social, like individually or like the You'll Never Guess What podcast page, you'll know that Peanut destroyed our podcast gear. Um, she, <laughs> did I say podcast? <laughs> podcast gear. <laughs> podcast gear. <laughs> she jumped on the bed and yeeted it off the bed. <laughs> she did. And then it just broke. And we recorded for about 10 minutes, really solid. Like, it was really good. <laughs> it was so good. And then we realised, what well, I realised, that it was... No, you no, said... I said... Oh, my God, oh, my God. That was weird. She's got intuition. No, I, I can't see the laptop. So Charlotte does the laptop... Sorry, Charlie <laughs> does the laptop stuff, and I do the interface stuff. So I set it all up on here, and she set it all up on the laptop. And for some reason, I was like, wait, I have really bad anxiety that... We're not recording. And it's not facing her at all. Like it's, it's facing not facing me. She me can't at see all. it. Like we've never not recorded either. Yeah. We've never had that issue. But nope. for some reason I had this like feeling and I was like, check. And then you were like, your face just went white. You were like, it's not. I was like, no, you're lying. There's no way that I knew that. And you were like, it's not. And I was like, this is the end of this day. And that was a bad day. That remember? was a bad day. I stomped into your house and you stomped in and were like, I don't want to go. We, we came back from work, didn't we? Yeah. Like together and we were just like, this is not the time. But then we started recording and then we were fine. Yeah. And so I was like, had a moment of like, oh, okay, it's going to be okay. And then I <laughs> Little did we know. got crushed again. <laughs> it was not going to be okay. Oh, and then, so yeah, we've had a two week break. Um, but you'll never guess what. What? We're back. <laughs> Sorry if that's screechy. I'm really hyper aware that we might be really like shouting and it being it might be really screechy for them. It's all right. Sorry, I'm just maneuvering things. If it is screechy, sorry. It will, we'll get there. Fine. Maybe next And week. if you can hear crackling, I don't know if I should pause it. We've put a fire on my TV. And like it has a, the effect of like a yeah. winter fire. I Again. like it. It's I like it. Atmosphere. We're keeping it. I've just turned it down. So you can't. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going I'll on. I'll just turn it down. But um, yeah. I can't tell you that. It's atmospheric. Yeah, so just pretend it's a real fire, you know. Close cozy. your eyes. We're officially like coming towards Christmas. No, no, no. We're the thick we don't, of winter. We don't speak about that on this podcast yet. No, we don't. See, I'm Christmas crazy. She's bar humbug. Only because it's a tough time of year. I know, but I know, I nope, know. No buts. But we'll make it special together. That, We're going right, to Edinburgh. Right, right, for your birthday. Yeah, how, I was Christmas-y. thinking this today. How can you want to celebrate Christmas before your birthdays even happen like it's linked to me it's but it's one massive holiday like it starts no, now no. and i class my birthday as like a christmas event you know no yeah man <laughs> <laughs> who was i who did i turn into yeah man <laughs> yeah man i just thought it was really cool for a second <laughs> sorry think again <laughs> it just came out of you so effortlessly <laughs> Yeah, I man. catch myself doing that at work sometimes. Our boss will be like, something. But I won't say it, but I feel like I want to. I'll be like, yeah, man. <laughs> she would look at you like, uh, excuse me. What? What are you saying? She's like, no, no. Don't do that. Uh, okay. Uh, Sorry. The road man in me just came out for a second. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yours, you sound Jamaican. I know. Like Jesse Nelson, Black Day. Black Day. Black Day. We're too giggly for this topic. I think we're just really excited. It's a hot topic. I really missed this. I know. It's a nice one. Like we like the we love all of them equally like our children. But we, <laughs> I thought we feel most comfortable doing chatty ones and hot topics. Yeah, because it's <clears throat> You're right. <laughs> I'm getting a bit choked up already. <laughs> it's just easy to do. 
<laughs> that's wrong you can't we like it because it's easy i say we like it because it's just like it feels like we're chatting it's just the, it's, like really you, um, it's like um fuck i just fucking i keep hitting my mic <laughs> excuse me sorry i'm getting really upset <laughs> i've got the giggles <laughs> <laughs> this is not acceptable <laughs> rubbing our eyes like we've got sleep in there oh my god god we were in the like the right frame of mind for this topic last week we were really sad and we were really ready for it i feel like we've come out of the dark place and now we're really giggly and happy to be together (laughs) but then again it kind of feels like if we're talking about basically we're talking about mental health yeah that's the hot topic for this week but like i don't want anyone to think we're insensitive because we're laughing this is the intro we're allowed to giggle and laugh and plus like we both struggle with mental health you know we're allowed to have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. about, you know, it's yeah. all about a balance. Let's get serious. Yeah, balance. Let's get serious. Yeah. So, hot topic is mental health. We were gonna <sighs> like ask questions to each other, and then we just thought that maybe a chatty. Yeah, we thought maybe we would just have like a nice chit chat episode talking about our mental health, how we've been feeling. I know, like winter time is it's a difficult time of year for Sad people. Syndrome. Yeah, so I thought it'd be nice to talk about how we've been feeling recently, talk mm. about our own mental health struggles, and, yeah. you know, it might make people feel better who's listening, who may be feeling the same way or thought yeah. they, they were alone in it. Exactly, and us talking openly about it might make it, you know, I think yeah. that it, there's a stigma that still exists, but I think as a society, we're getting way better at talking, talking about, about mental health and it mm. being open and people not feeling embarrassed <clears throat> to say um if they struggle with something but i think even just like open conversation yeah. makes it even you know but i think we should do a disclaimer yeah oh my <laughs> we're God, not yeah. mental health professionals we're not professionals this is like our own experience and just thoughts it's we're not by any means professional or we're not know doctors. what we're talking about if you feel like you need help please contact a gp a- <laughs> or talk to your friends and family yeah. get the help this is just need. us that sounded really rude i didn't mean to i meant like if you're struggling please get help but yeah we're just chatting as friends and hopefully this conversation helps someone yeah or you're like not alone you know yeah it takes the yeah maybe you relate to something you're like oh god okay like yeah yeah so cool so how are you gonna jump into it I thought you were going to say, so how have you been? Oh, well, to be fair, how have you been? How have you been? We've had the, I think, one of the worst times of my life. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I think it's, I know we've gone through like quite a shitty kind of two years with COVID and things. But work life, personal life recently, the last like, I would say it's been brewing for for like a while. But the last like two, three weeks have been just what the hell has been, been in the hard. air and what's weird is that we both felt it at the same time and like i was messaging Shar and she was messaging me like are you angry at me mm. just because we were not being ourselves yeah and i feel like we were just both going through a really really like i don't want to say dark phase because we we're obviously just not ourselves yeah. we we're not in a good place mentally and we were both like super anxious that the other person was angry at the other one yeah. we weren't but it's just because our energies are slightly off and we're yeah. super susceptible was it susceptible susceptible yeah i was about to say susceptible that's not <laughs> i thought you were gonna say sepsis and i was like what the super fuck? sepsis <laughs> it felt that way <laughs> But like, super, stop rubbing your eyes. Sorry. It's making me touch my I've face. Itchy eyes. Don't do, why do you have itchy eyes? You have pink eye. No. We're not sharing a bed I'm tonight. I'm just getting emotional. 
of sepsis susceptible <laughs> susceptibles but we we were just like feeling each other's energies and it was off yeah. and we were just like oh my god everything's wrong yeah and it was really weird because we had su- we went to a rave and we had such a good time like it was such a lovely like you know we were in manchester for a few days or two days it was like a girls trip yeah, it was so nice like we got along so well like the group of like us as a group cuz there were people that i hadn't met two people i hadn't met one person you hadn't met and i felt like we just you know, it was so nice. We worked really well together. Had an amazing time. Like the night was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Even the day after, even was though, even fine. though we were, we felt rough. We were yeah. spirits were high. I just ate a vegan whopper and I was fine. I like can't it, even think about the amount of shit I ate. Oh my god, day. we ate so much. We ate so much fast food. It was obscene, but it was needed. Um, and it was such a lovely time. And it, uh, for me, it was brewing, like you said. But that it, after that, it just like. I think, like, we, it was because we went away. Sorry, I'm going to burp. Go for it. It's gone. Oh, Wait. No, you swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. It's not coming out. I can summon a burp. Do you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> That's horrid. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You're going to think I'm absolutely rank. This is why I'm single. Because I can burp on command. <laughs> no, that's not why you're single. You're single because men are trash. Anyway. <laughs> I think it's the fact that we kind of, we were building up to this rave for so, like months. So excited. And we were so excited and it was just such a beautiful night. Like so many eccentric, wonderful people. The music was going. So, you know, we were oh, so kind. We were, you know, drinking we were and we we're having such a good time. And then it's like back to work on the Monday. Yeah. We didn't get, we had, took the Friday off, but that was just traveling. So you really felt like you'd crammed a lot into mm. one weekend. We should have taken the Monday we off. We should have taken the Monday off and spent it together, like chilled out. like. But we just went straight back to reality. And I think it really yeah. sunk in because the weather dropped by like five oh degrees. God, yeah. It was raining. Dark. It was so cold. The clocks had changed and work was just, I don't, work wasn't that super busy for us, was no. it? But it was just like so bitty and monotonous and we were just getting super irritated with everything and i think life just like came to a head it it really did and we were just in such a bad place and i think like my anxiety was through the roof like super bad i was sat at home like every day that week was an awful week because simba was in the vet yeah he simba's shaw's cat yeah my cat if you know me I'm a, cat, I'm, a, I'm a cat crazy lady and Simba he's old he's 12 mm. he's not old but he's old for he's, a cat yeah. and he had teeth removed so he was starving the cats had to be kept in and then Barnaby that I don't know what this was sorry I'm gonna go on a bit of a story here it. about my shitty few days Barnaby decided that night he liked to he never sleeps in my room but he was sleeping in my room this week but he woke up, got off the bed and started throwing up on my fucking carpet. Mm-hmm. So I woke up at like 5am like, wow, my cat's been sick on my carpet. <laughs> and then I just went to work like, I'm grumpy. I'm up at seven and I'm still hanging out of my ass. And I have to go to work. <laughs> I came back and I thought, God, I'm in the foulest mood. Everyone hates me. Charlotte fucking hates me. My mum hates me. Everyone just wishes I was dad. <sighs> go to sleep that night thinking, I'll wake up tomorrow feeling better. Sleep always helps. Woke up to Barnaby because we had to keep him in again because Simba was still under anaesthetic yeah. and stuff. So we had to make sure he wasn't going out and like doing anything that could infect his teeth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Barnaby couldn't get out. 
and didn't want to use the litter tray, so he decided oh. to piss on my carpet. So night two, pissed on my bloody carpet. Oh, God. And th- I was also in a bad mood because the podcast gear broke. Yeah. And we couldn't record, and I just went home, and I was just like, so upset. No, it was really sad. Oh, I don't really look forward to recording. It yeah. does break up the monotony of the week. It does. It's like a little bit of a distraction. But then yeah. I, I, can't, I couldn't sleep the rest of the few days. I think I was just, like, convinced that you were mad at me and that work was shit and I didn't have a good life and... My brain was attacking me, yeah. genuinely. I was sat at home like, I am evil. That's the Anyone thing. speaks to me, like, I am evil. I'm just going to oh cut God, their throat. Yeah. I've said that before, you know, like even when people don't give any indication to me that they're angry at me, just like the slightest thing, if I just sense energy's not right or like they're not themselves with me, I'll just be like, I'm an evil person. I just spiral. But mine was like, I, I, I was also PMSing. So yeah. like period was brewing. So I was not in a good way. Yeah. But I was ki- like, I was not feeling like people thought I was evil. I was like, I'm evil. Someone steps to me the wrong way. I'm going to bite their <laughs> fucking head off. <laughs> because I was like, I'm so miserable. Anyone looks at me funny, I'm just going to tell them, what the fuck are you looking at? I know. And that's not you. It's not me. That's the thing. I'm not like that. No, and it's that's when you're in a dark place that can make you act like that, and it can make you act differently with other people. I feel like we're backtracking from a relationship chat where we're like, if they treat you like that, no matter what they're going through, it's not okay. And yet, we thing is, we don't treat people badly. We don't. But that's how I was feeling. That's the the thing. You're feeling internally like if someone looked at you the wrong way, you could explode. Oh, my mum was in a bad mood. I remember we were driving. I don't know where we were, but we were driving from somewhere, and she honked, and she never really. She does a little beep beep, but Mm. she was like. Yeah, like and then she down. held her head out and she's like, excuse me, how long are you going to be? And I was like, mum. Just like short-tempered. I think yeah. that's the thing. Like you're in a dark place that makes you just snap at things you wouldn't usually snap at. <laughs> oh God, what a week. That was awful that week. It was awful. It's still, I think it's just come to an end. It, like my yeah. feeling crap. Like obviously I'm still a super anxious person all the time, but like I'm not grumpy no. anymore. I just think it's like mental health ebbs and flows. It's different mm. for everyone because some people it's a constant feeling but i think for me and i think for you like it's always there mm. but sometimes it's so manageable or you're being feeling so you'll feel so good that you'll be like oh kind of push to the back of your mind you know what i mean yeah and then something will trigger it or multiple things will build up and trigger it and then it'll just be like a bit of a shit time for yeah. a while you know have a long like this time it was like a few weeks uh, sometimes it could be longer, sometimes. I have that, you know. So when I spoke to the GP, I, I booked an appointment because I was like, my anxiety is so bad, I just need to speak to the GP. Yeah. So I booked an appointment and they were listening to me. And it's kind of ironic because I was anxious to speak to them because yeah. I was worried that she wouldn't believe me. Yeah. Because I was like... I'm very good at putting on like a front of being okay. Yeah. And underneath the surface, I could be like a mess. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm so anxious, I don't want people to look at me and think I am being rude or yeah. want like start questioning what I'm thinking or be like, oh God, she's obviously upset and like anxious, like what's wrong with her? So I put on this like mega front of being like super confident, super yeah. happy all the time. So people don't you see that I'm with anxious. You a smile to the GP and be like, I'm really sad. And this is X, Y, and Z, Y. <laughs> and, then, and I was so anxious. She would be like, yeah. you don't sound sad. You sound fine. But she, yeah. I think from what I was saying, she could tell that, I think I was overcompensating by saying too much so yeah. she could tell I was anxious. So she was like, yeah, let's book you in for some therapy. But I've still not booked it in. Yeah. Purely because I'm anxious. I know. It's like, a, it bites me in the ass because I'm like, oh, I don't want to, one, I don't want to call up and be like, I need to talk to someone. Yeah. And two, I don't want them to tell me like, either what's wrong with me and I have to divulge mm. or they 
they're like oh no that's normal and they don't believe me yeah. I, I hate the fact that people don't believe me when i say like i'm not feeling well i think that they'd believe you like then no one no professional is going to say i don't believe you do you know what i mean like they're there to help i don't know because my friend she's been to multiple therapists and they've been like really really awful How to could you her. say that though like you could you could like not even if you think it as a professional why would you ever say that? Like, I don't believe you. I don't think she, they've said to her, I don't believe you. But, but they, the they kind of gaslight you into thinking that it's not as bad as, as it is. As it is. Like, yeah. and it's all in your head. Yeah. And you're... Well, it is. It is well, in it, head. All, But it's like a disease. Yeah. It's not... And, and it's not rational sometimes. Yeah. But there are people that have everything in life you think would make you happy. They have money. They mm. have family. Like a loving family. You know, they're successful. And they still really struggle with really, because really bad disease. mental health. And it's like you know it's just not rational and it doesn't discriminate it can attack anybody mm-hmm. anyone can have it and suffer with it i think nhs like i think the nhs is a good like they're great yeah. at times but like i always say oh i'd rather go private because the nhs i think they're so stretched at times that they just they don't take things seriously mm. and like my friend i'm not going to say her because yeah. i don't want to expose her but she had to and she ended up going privately to get a diagnosis yeah. because and the nhs was so useless they wouldn't they'd be like <clears throat> they said something like oh you're not bad enough yet for us to diagnose you come back when you're like yeah worse and that's like why would you wait until somebody's at breaking point to before diagnosing and giving them help yeah have you seen um alex george's that's his name isn't it yeah. love island his documentary no it's really interesting and it's exactly that like a lot of the young people on it were saying how they tried to get help and it was basically like, you're not bad enough mm-hmm. to do anything or there's nothing we can do for you. And then most of them, they either went private or they, they sought help from a charity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helped them when they had someone actually like invested in them, knew their mm-hmm. name and like got to know them as human beings. And obviously like the NHS, it's amazing that we have the NHS as a country. It's absolutely brilliant. But they are so stretched. It's human, human error. And also just like, there's only so much that they can give. Mm. So yeah, it, I think the quality... It's different. I also don't like, I think this is probably just a personal preference, but I don't like that, like the talking therapies, mm. like over the phone. Like I really, really value human Being connection. Person, definitely. And like if somebody calls me up, I'm just a number to them. Yeah. They don't know my face. They can't read my expressions. And if they're talking to me, like I could yeah. put subconsciously put on a really happy voice and they yeah. probably just, I know they, they'll probably think, oh, well, I have to take what she says, but they'll probably have their own opinions because they can't see me at human like interaction yeah and that's why i don't want to do like over the phone therapy i'd love to go in and sit with someone and have like a genuine conversation yeah i think that's how people differ because i think other some people like talking therapy would work for them and they'd Mm -hmm. love it but i have a family member i'm not going to disclose who because they might not want to be known but they um had talking therapy on the phone and they didn't mind it but they were told i think for what you're describing, you need to see someone in person. So you need to call again or call this number and like book something in or whatever. And they're too anxious to do that. Mm -hmm. And like they managed to call, but it took everything in them to call. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, I feel like I said the wrong things on the phone. And I feel like, you know, oh, I don't know what to do. And I feel nervous to call. I feel nervous to go in person Mm -hmm. and all of this. Because some people, they they like the, what's it? I can't speak an- 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 anonymity. An- 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 anonymity. 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 Something like that. They like being anonymous. 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 And they like kind of that hiding 
behind something because to it them, just makes them feel safe yeah like, they just feel and that's like, totally fair enough yeah but I'm the same as you like I would need to be in person and yeah. I want them to like get a sense of who I was and mm. like be able to pick up on because I feel like I'm very expressive in my hands and my face and I could speak to you on the phone and act completely normal but if you saw my body language I'd be saying a different thing yeah like, I'm a finger picker yeah and I'm, I'm a hair twizzler tw- like ticks and stuff and I think that People could pick up on that in person better. Mm-hmm. What they can't do over the phone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, that was deep. Have you ever been to therapy? Um, no. No, nor have I. I sometimes think it would really help me. I think I read somewhere that it was like everyone needs therapy. Yeah, they say, oh, okay, this is when I used to watch um, Zoe Sugg and <laughs> Alfie Days. And they said it's... they had a really great analogy and it was like you get your car serviced even if there's nothing wrong with it because you want to make sure nothing's going to go wrong with it Mm. kind of thing and there's like your your brain your mental health is the same thing like (laughs) there might be nothing wrong with it but you need to make sure that nothing's going to happen do you know what i mean like keep Mm -hmm. on top of it like checking in with yourself yeah yeah and then most of the time even if someone says like i've never struggled mental health my whole life they'll go to a therapist if it's a good therapist and have a conversation and they'll say things that they never even knew bothered them Mm. but it's obviously subconsciously still there like childhood trauma and things like that that eventually probably would have like you know come out come to the surface in a really negative way but because they've spoken about it and they kind of got to the problem before it became a problem, it yeah. really helped. That's a good idea. Yeah. But then again, the NHS is so stretched. Oh, sorry. sorry. Stretched that, you know, they probably wouldn't appreciate yeah. people checking in with the yeah. therapist. And that's and they definitely have private. They definitely have private. They have to go. And then we don't have people don't have the money for it. No. So then it's like a down, downward spiral. I know. <laughs> and you kind of feel stuck and trapped, don't mm. you? Like it is really it is so difficult because it's like if you're really really struggling and you don't have the means. You know, and I don't want to completely discredit the NHS because I bet there are people out there that have an amazing NHS experience, mm-hmm. and then it, you know they're like, it was perfect for me, it really worked. But I have heard the same things as you that people haven't had like received the help that they need, no. and then if you don't have the means to have private <clears throat> therapy, healthcare. then like what uh, healthcare, like what could you do? You'll just feel trapped in this really negative space, and I think that's when it's important to. That's why they have all these like helplines, yeah, helplines and... or charities or like you know friends and family to begin with. Like a problem shared is truly a problem halved. Like I really feel like that. Um, we definitely feel like yeah. that. We're like, we need to talk right now. We're oversharers, but in a we're great in- way. Like, I feel like if I felt any type of way, I could say it to you and I'd be like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then I think you just need to feel validated mm-hmm. in how you feel and then also be like, I have felt that too or I understand where you're coming from. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You just need someone to validate your experience. And also, this doesn't work for everyone because sometimes people just want to, they want someone to just sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. I like to be like, it's not the end of the world, you're okay, like, you know, and rationalise me a little bit. Mm. But that's just my own experience. And I think that's just, everyone's mental health is different. My anxiety stems from having OCD. Mm. So it's completely different to someone who, the primary problem is like anxiety or depression. But yours is diagnosed, isn't it? Yeah. So I have OCD and mine's, I really find it hard to describe because OCD is so complicated and it's different for everybody. Mine isn't like what you'd stereotypically class as OCD. I have elements of it, but I'm not necessarily a neat freak, super, super organized. <laughs> that's offensive. A no, that's freak. what I'm saying. It's a stereotype. Um, and that's, it's a stereotype that isn't always correct. Like some people are really particular. They are really neat, really organized. But a lot of people that have OCD are hoarders. 
or they live in chaos because their mind is so like consumed with intrusive thoughts or mm. you know obsessions compulsions that they can't think they you know what i mean like that's so i get into a, a phase when my ocd is really bad that i'm the opposite and i let things kind of build up my room becomes messy because my brain's a mess do you know what i mean it's like my mm. surroundings reflect my brain mm. so my ocd isn't that mine is i have intrusive thoughts and i have superstitions and then i have like mantras and things that help me or like you know things that i need to do that make me feel like i'm managing it so mm. it's just slightly routine yeah it's like routine and kind of yeah i say like i don't to feel like i've got like ticks but it's like i have things that i do that probably seem weird to people that but makes me feel safe mm. do you know what i mean like superstition things yeah. that i'm like if i do this it'll be fine if i magpies. do this it'll be fine magpies is a massive thing i always salute magpie every time every every time i always have to punch people when i see a yellow car every and that's time. an ocd thing that i just i laugh it off but that's what it is it's like if i see it if i don't do it i'm like something bad's gonna happen right you punch me whenever you fucking need yeah i do and sometimes do. if i'm by myself i'll punch myself Stop. um i do i can't control it. it's my brain would you punch peanut no i just punch <laughs> my own arm peen you're and special i know look at her but yeah <laughs> oh she's looking at us Hello. but yeah i'm oh. really conscious i feel really like oh she's stretching <laughs> you're cute that's she looks like she's been shot I feel really bad because I feel like I really butchered that description. No, it's totally understandable. You're basically saying, you know, OCD isn't that whole, I've got to wash my fucking yeah. hands right now. No. I need Some to people everything do have on. that, yeah. but it isn't. But it's everyone. not just that. There's yeah. a whole world behind it that people aren't aware of. Yeah, definitely. And it's a lack of, mine stems from, this is going to get deep. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mine stems from a lack of control. So like, there's loads of things that can trigger it or, you know, for some people it's always there, but things that, you know, things that can make it worse, things that can trigger it. And mine's definitely like, I've thought about this a lot. And like, when I just think about it, like, I think mine's definitely, definitely rooted in like trauma and being, feeling out of control when I was younger. Um, like my parents did a brilliant job in raising me. I feel like I'm hopefully like a well-rounded person. You're great. Thank you. <laughs> but they were really young. And it wasn't the most stable. Like they were together, they weren't together. They were together, they weren't together. I was exposed to too much in terms of like they shared with things with me, like problems and stuff because they were young. So I think that instability and like a lack of control made me have to control different elements of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of how, where it stemmed. And then I can have, it can be so manageable. I can go through and I, like, I don't know, you probably know more than I do. I don't think people that met me would necessarily know. No. And I can, it can be so manageable where it's not even bothering me. It's in my subconscious, but I'm not thinking about it. And then something could happen, like work could become really stressful or something could happen in life. And then it would get really, really bad and like quite overwhelmingly so. Um, but but yeah. it's mental health, isn't it? Yeah, ebbs and flows. But I totally get it. I haven't been diagnosed with OCD, but things like control, yeah. I think is a massive thing that triggers my anxiety. Yeah, yeah. So like, for example plans changing mm-hmm. you know how badly it affects yeah. me like i have had like a plan in mind where I'm hung- we've hung out or we're hanging out with i'm coming over but then suddenly the plan change like some somewhere and i can't envision it anymore and like it's i don't know what it does to me but it sends me into like a mad panic yeah and then i cancel because i'm like i can't i just can't like compartmentalize this yeah, in my mind yeah. i just can't come yeah and i hate it's one of my like biggest triggers yeah it's like plans changing unexpected change yeah 
things like that people being late i don't know why like people can't help being late all the time some no, people but, can yeah but like when people are late i don't know what it is it sends it's like a pla- unexpected plan change and it sends me into a panic my heart races yeah and i sit there and i think what is wrong with me like why am i panicking like this is out of my control and then i think it's because i'm not in control anymore yeah yeah, yeah. same with food like yeah. when do you remember I was coming here or something and it took us like a conversation of like three hours deciding <laughs> what to eat because yeah. I'm eating healthily. Yeah. And it's probably a bad relationship with food thing, but I was like crying at home. Like, I can't eat this. It's too much. Like I can't decide and I know it's bothering them, but like I'm freaking out about food because I'm not in control. They are and I don't have a say, but they, I, they're trying to offer me things and now I can't decide and then it's all on me and the yeah. pressure and it's too much. And then it's like, Oh, it sends me into like a really bad spiral. Yeah. Thing is, uh, no one was annoyed because I completely understand. <clears throat> I understood where you were coming from a hundred percent. But I think what I did was I tried to give you too many options because I was like, I want her to know that she can do whatever she wants. Like she can do whatever she wants. I remember you know? being like, she's giving me too much choice. It's overload. Yeah. Like I can't function. No, but I didn't want to decide something for you. I know. And then you'd be like really uncomfortable about it. It's like a catch-22 because you gave me so many options in the end that it was overwhelming for me. But then it was like, if you decided, I would have spiraled anyway Anyway, because of the lack of control over what I was eating. Exactly. I think what we really should have done is just say, that's the side when you get here. Yeah. Like, why are we talking about it so much? We should have just been like, when you get here, well, We'll whatever we're in the mood for, half an hour before we want to eat, that's to do something. Order it, go to the shops. And then we had pizza. And we had pizza anyway. And it was lovely. It was Halloween, that was. Yeah. And we deserved it. (laughs) We deserved the pizza. We did. Yeah. But yeah, I think my stuff and like anxiety triggers come from like lack of control. Yeah. Mine definitely stems from, yours stems from like childhood, but you're right about, trauma mm. mine is from my breakup yeah like I, I think I've always suffered with an element of anxiety and never really understood why I was feeling the way I was because yeah. when I was at school like none of my friends had anxiety or they did and it but it wasn't spoken about yeah well mental health wasn't really spoken about as much but I always thought why do I care so much why do I keep picking at my friends saying why did you say this that like why did you say that what was the reason behind that and it's because in my mind I wanted to like decipher everything and really nitpick at it so I could get to the root of everything because I was so anxious yeah and I just thought it was me being like I overbearing like I genuinely thought I'm overbearing and like I cared way too much and I was a problem and I was Mm. problematic and argumentative when it wasn't the case it was just I genuinely couldn't understand things yeah yeah and I'd get frustrated and my my passion and my frustration came agro- came across as aggression. And I think that translates into university and things because when you think of mental health, you think of the extremes, like yeah. people with depression and, you know, they, they self-harm or they binge eat or they you binge drink. The you think of yeah. the worst kind of things. You don't think of those kind of minor things that maybe bubble under the surface. Yeah. So I always felt like, oh no, my problems aren't problems. Yeah. Because, you know, this, I'm just, I'm the problem. And that's the worst thing, isn't it? Because then you're literally having an internal war with yourself. Like you're feeling this way and then invalidating yourself. Yeah. And then it's like, this makes it even yeah. worse. Like but, it just spirals. Yeah. But then when me and my ex broke up and I felt like true heartbreak yeah. and like pain and I like what he put me through mm. triggered a lot of negative mental health, obviously. Yeah but also made me come to head with it yeah. and like confront it all and yeah. start to realize that actually the way I've been treated has brought this like anxiety up because he's made it worse. Mm-hmm. But now I know that that's anxiety's there. Yeah. 
and my mental health before was bad, but now it's worse. But at least now I know that it's there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like a lot of that came from the abuse. Yeah. You had to deal with it. Yeah. And you had to confront it, like you said. And then I think, yeah, it brings it to the surface a bit more. It's not like, and I think also when you're not with someone, you can really look at it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're not blinded by like, I mean, you probably still were in love when you broke up because it doesn't just stop, yeah. but you're not, you're not together. So you can kind of look back on it with like critical. What's that words. word? Hindsight. Hindsight and perspective. Yeah. For sure. I just want to say like I wasn't abused. Emotionally. Like I'm not, I wasn't physically abused. No. My ex is not an abuser, but there was emotional abuse involved. Yeah. That I do not blame them for. Stemming from own mental health and yeah. things like that it's a horrible cycle horrible because it does affect how you treat mental people. health like bad mental health in someone even if you love them affects the people around you yeah definitely i know i'm not fun to be around if i'm really down nobody's fun to no. be around. although when we're down i feel like we'll we're sit, okay in we'll person sit next to each other like yeah <laughs> what's good i think and the thing is again no one has to be like this this is just us we're good communicators like yeah. so we're over communicators. Yeah, so if I'm feeling away, I'll be like, I'm feeling this. Like, sometimes I think I'm really internal. I hold things Although, in. Like, sometimes Izzy I would think, say I hold things in. Yeah, I was actually about to say yeah. that. Sometimes, like, if something's wrong with me, mm. you'll, and maybe you think it's your fault or something, you will over communicate yeah. to me. But if you're not feeling yourself or you're upset, I know, but you but don't tell me, you won't say it. How weird. I've had, that's just a realization I've had in this very moment. And I, I came over today, I was like, something's wrong wrong. tell me now and i know what it is it's like i know when something's wrong but i know when you're not saying but i'm so used to it because my mum's like that but she's like that all the time she internalizes a lot Mm. it's weird you said it today like she raised me and we're so different Different, because i literally speak at her all the time i go on and on about how i'm feeling and she'll just sit there like she'll be like yeah i get it like that's not cool she won't give like a massive rant back like you would you'd be like x y and z and you deserve this yeah that's not okay and no no no. but she'll be like "Mm, yeah that's shit yeah Yeah. Mm. and it sounds like she's not invested but But it's not that she really really is introvert that's just how she communicates and if she's upset like she'll tell me oh this fucking thing happened today and she'll tell me about it but like that would be the end of it she said it whereas when i'm upset i'll go on and i'll go on and on until i again nitpick at it yeah and i've deciphered what it's meant and i think that stems from also feeling out of control of a situation and not understanding it yeah like i feel like you we literally nitpick and overthink Mm -hmm. everything because we want to feel in control of the situation and understand everything about it and be like okay this is why that's happened and this is why because if you feel like you understand it you have an element of control over it and we also say if we're nitpicking it someone yeah like why did someone act that way i think it's deep down because we want to nitpick and find that we're seeing the best in them that they didn't do something out of like maliciousness maybe this happened or like yeah. that happened and they don't actually maybe they're, they're feeling but it's true like my mum might think that on the inside she might like overthink it in her brain but she'll keep it all internal and she won't like word vomit it at yeah. me so i think we're kind of the extroverted yeah side of things and mental health where we just want to discuss it all and like analyze yeah. it and case study it and yeah, yeah, yeah annotate for sure and find all the meaning behind it. Different generation as well. Yeah, absolutely. That like I think an old the older generation, like, they call us fucking It bothers me. Snowflakes. <laughs> Triggered <laughs> I just don't like it. And it's because their generation, you know, our boss said this. Yeah. They had 
cheaper housing mm-hmm. with pay that we're like on now you know they had it easier they had the party generations in the 80s so much. they weren't exposed they didn't have to deal like with the this. suffering in the world no but like our generation it's literally global warming world hunger i see something devastating over- every day yeah and we go through life and it's like your generation's the one that's going to turn it around and it's like we have to work nine to five twice as hard on really shitty pay to make things like get what better for ourselves to get a house mm. which is like out of reach we can never get on the problem you can but but you know with help you couldn't do it on your own no i can't do it on and my that's own that's fucked up okay just this is a side rant okay so if i didn't have a friend that i could live with basically like i'd have to wait my whole life for for me it's a man a man i'd have to wait for a man to be and that's not because i don't earn a decent living i do but it just doesn't match the inflation rates of house prices and i'd have to wait for a man to be able to move out live an independent life which wouldn't even be that independent because i'd be tied to a man it makes me so angry i couldn't live my youth out and about in my own house my own space no you can't have your own house without having to depend on either a friend or a man and And that drives me if is a bit more like I don't know. I just feel like a man makes me, it makes me angry that I'd have to wait to be in a relationship for that yeah, to be possible. Friends don't give you sex. <laughs> they also don't give you like a lot of stress. Well, they do actually sometimes, but um, a different Men kind. Men give you stress. Everyone stresses you out. I think living with another person. Yeah, family is... stresses you out. And the thing is, I sometimes, this whole snowflake thing, I sometimes get trapped into thinking, not thinking it too, but going, what do I have to complain about? Because people went through like a world war, like World War Two, and like were rationed and but it's, shit. And then people did manual labor where they had yeah. to work and break their backs and bones and got like soot in their lungs and died. You know what I mean? Like, and then I'm like, oh, but it's What's just different struggles. It's, um, relative. It's all relative. Like everyone's entitled to feel the way. And I think our generation, you know, we do have to work harder. We do have to fight we harder. We have a different set of we struggles. We are trying to change the world for the mm-hmm. better. And the older generation cannot empathize with us because they never had to do that. Life is simple. They didn't have social media. They didn't go through the the com- comparisons and oh is my boyfriend liking that girl's post why is yeah. he messaging this person in the dm oh how many likes did i get comparing yeah. yourself they didn't have you know they if they wanted to go out they went out to the pub and they saw their friends we yeah. we're anxious to go out because we sit at home behind a screen all the time yeah, yeah. comparing to highlight reels yeah and then we work so hard in jobs that pay little to you know make our lives better and then travel and it's like we're grafting so much harder and trying to make change happen that no wonder our generation is suffering so much with yeah. mental health and it's overstimulation as well like our brains aren't meant to retain so much you know i heard that human beings like the way our brain functions i, I don't know where i heard it from so i can't <laughs> reference it we're not even really meant to drive like it's overstimulating to be in control of a vehicle and to be that alert for a long period of time to be like what's around me okay a car is moving Da-da-da-da-da. that's even too much really for what our brains are designed to have no our brains are really powerful things but it's a different level of being alert and having to be switched on Mm. that you know what i mean yeah i don't know if i've completely i've read that somewhere but it could be complete bullshit that's why we're never getting in the car with you again I'm an okay driver, okay? <laughs> You're a good driver. You took us to Manchester I and back. I did, I did. Sometimes I'm just anxious. I just get distracted. I nearly crashed. Someone almost went into the back of me earlier and I was like, just please, I love my car. She's an Audi, Don't hurt her. I love my car. I always think if anyone dinks my car, I'm going to die. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a spiral. It's fine. How's your car? 
Okay, Shard dinked my car. I did no, it. Was, it was a it was a group effort. Let's not go into why or how because <laughs> we'll just we'll just sound stupid. It was just a momentary like, lapse in yeah, judgment. It was. It was a group effort, and it was I think equally. Both I think of it was fifty fifty. Yeah. Um, and we're not talk about it because the one person I did talk about it to said I was fucking stupid. So who? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> <laughs> did you tell him it was my fault? I told it was both of us, and he was like, "Why would you?" Either Sorry, of you Mark. Do that. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sorry. Right, shit happens. He was, more, he was angry at me. He was probably angry at you for letting me do something that stupid. He was just like, you're in the driving seat. You can see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I got overconfident. Yeah. I've done it before, she but I just... She drives an Audi now and she thinks that she is. I'm actually the fucking best driver I've ever met. I'm sorry. In automatic. So at least I have a car. Someone and can told drive. me it's a go kart. It's not a go kart. Like you don't have to. Think. Charlotte gets scared of driving an automatic. Like, I'm just a bit scared. I only get scared because I just don't know how it works. Like it's more I- this. It's setting off. But once I'm in it, I'm sure I'd be great. It's just setting off because it starts, doesn't it? Without you accelerating. Like when you take your foot off the brake, it starts. It starts rolling. But I'm not actually scared to drive an automatic. I'm scared to drive your car yeah, because okay. I know you love your car, and I'm like, if I ever did anything to your car. Probably would never hear the end my of it. My ex drove my old car, which was a Vauxhall Corsa. And we'd only been together like a week. And we were driving around like Sainsbury's car park. And I, I was like, I'll go on then. You can have a go. Trusting him because he was a bit older than me. And he got in the driver's side and I got in the passenger. And I didn't put my belt on because I thought, oh, he's not going to go very fast. We're in a car park. Mm. But because he drives the manual, yeah. he put his foot on the clutch, <gasps> which wasn't there. So it was the brake. And I fucking smashed oh. into the dashboard. Ow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> get out Ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get out it was awful and I was like no oh. never again and then when he tried because guys I can't it's a story I'm not just an idiot but I can't drive a manual but there's a story behind it but um, he tried to show me in his car and he'd be like you're fucking getting it wrong what the fuck is wrong with you like it's so simple it's so easy like why aren't you getting it Aww. and I was like I wouldn't say that I know and I was like wow Thank you for it. Like, and he fucking worked at school. Well, like, God, I hope you don't talk to your kids that way. Oh my God, yeah. Two plus two, it's fucking easy. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> two plus two. Put your fingers up. <laughs> Put your fingers up, okay? Put your fingers up. Put them together. What's that get? Four. Four. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. It's that simple. <laughs> and I was like, get out. I'm getting into the passenger seat. Take me home. I'm scared. Oh. See, another thing. Anxiety. I know. We control. just went really off tangent. Was it really? Yeah. No, it kind of was. It was kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting. How long has it been? It's been forty-two minutes. Wow. I feel like we've said a lot without not saying without saying a lot. I know. It's been like a nice chat though. It's been a nice like round. I've chat. missed. I've missed this so much. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I missed it until we started. And hopefully we've had an insight into our brains. We're feeling better now. Not completely better. We My might... anxiety doesn't go away. Your OCD no, doesn't go it away. Will never but go. Ebbs and flows. You know, yeah. we have good days. We have bad days. So does everyone. So I hope everyone out there that's listening is okay in a good space. And if you're not, there is it's help okay. out there. And honestly, like life is i always say ebbs and flows i need to think of a fucking new i like life is a roller coaster okay life is a roller coaster just gotta ride it wait we keep going i don't know the rest of that hey Hey, you (laughs) isn't it don't fight it life is a mystery (laughs) just gotta ride it 
it's true. Life is a roller coaster that is light at the end of the tunnel. Doesn't feel like it always, and that's not to minimize anything. Feel the way you feel, yeah. but there is help out there, and it can get better. It will, you know. And if you know, it's okay to have a shit day and to have a cry. It's fucking okay. I shared something Sit in the that, emotions that was like just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean it's a bad life. You got three hundred sixty-five days to make up yeah, for it. Exactly. It'll be okay. Just have a cry if you need one. Yeah. Talk to your friend. Don't talk to your friend. Watch a movie. Eat. I do. I do. Yeah. That. And if you need professional help get that that's out there too you You know nhs i know we've we kind of said you know but it can be good and it does work for people if not there's charities out there you know if you're lucky enough to be able to have access to it there's private health care like there are people out there and if you don't want to do any of that start with a friend and family that you trust or talk to us we love a good chat like you know we'll make you feel a million times yeah we'll big you up you make me me feel a million times better when I'm with you. That's our song, guys. Go listen to it. It'll make you feel a million times yeah. better. It's Hon and um, um, Griff. Griff. Yeah. A million times better. Why are we dancing? Go listen to it. Can we listen to that when we end this? Yeah. Okay. Aww. That's it. What's next week? Isn't it Reddit room? Wait. We won't say what it is. Oh, or shit. Will we? I did say. If it no, is. I mean... Oh, I want to say... I want to say. Oh no! Was so it not. Gonna... It's a Q and A. Oh Q and A. Oh, we don't even know what we're doing for that yet. I thought we were gonna do. We may or may not, but name that tune. So we're gonna play yeah, like, like a that. snippet of a song, copyright allowed time, mm-hmm. and then the other person has to get it. Guess it. Cool. And winner, chicken dinner, gets to decide the dare of the other one. <gasps> That's a good idea. Oh, high stakes. High stakes. You have to eat a steak. <laughs> no fucking way. Murder. <laughs> Vegan steak. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Cool. Okay. Oh, guys, we've missed you. We've missed you. We have to ma- remember to speak loud at this bit. Yeah, bit. Speak loud. Oh. Oh. Louder. Oh. Cue the music. Okay. We love you guys. I'm clicking. We say it every week because it's true. We do. And keep listening. Keep there's loving. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, and if this episode wasn't for you, if it's too deep for you, there are lighthearted episodes to come. We do a mix. It's all about balance. I said live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, sparkle. sparkle. Bye. Bye. Bye.